Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. We hope you enjoy it. Akuo Church, I'm happy to be with you here right now. 2021 was the first full year that we have gone through, and we are now starting the last sermon series for this year. And this year we started off talking about spiritual fruit and how it can be born into our lives. And it's actually really simple. We have fruit in our lives when we dig our roots deep into the living water known as the Holy Spirit. Now, after a year of learning about this fruit, it feels like there is only one fitting way that we can finish out the year, by thinking through generosity. We want to look at how God gives, and we want to look at how he gives us the fruit, and we want to look at how we can give it to other people. Now, it reminds me of a story. A few years ago, while working at City Tribe Church, we were doing a coat drive at the end of the year for a small homeless aid organization. Now, it was the last day for people to drop off and and bring their jackets in. And we were realizing that we had too many jackets. And this place was actually going to be burdened with all the jackets we were going to give them because they weren't going to have anywhere to store them. So we were actually trying to find another place that would take the extra coats that we had already collected. Well, near the end of the day, a family came up to me saying that they, they hadn't bought their jackets yet and they wanted to bring them later on in the week. And I let them know that the situation we were in, that we had already gotten too many jackets, we're gonna to have to find someone else. And they were like, well, let me, let me just give you a check that you can give to them. And I told them that they might be better off giving directly to the organization because that way they'd have access to the money faster than if they gave it to us, we deposited it, and then sent it over to them. And so they agreed and we chatted a little more and, and we ended up uh, exchanging contact info in case uh, we needed anything else or, or any families stepped up at the last second that needed something else. Well, a few days later, I got a call from the husband of this family. He said that, that he needed to, to speak with me because he needed to give me something. He needed to drop something off of me. And it sounded kind of urgent, so I hopped in the car and we met in the parking lot of the Target right down the street here on Fredericksburg. I had no idea what I was getting into and I was a little bit nervous. Like, what is he gonna give me? Is it something crazy? I don't know. Well, when I pulled up, he was already there waiting outside of his car. And I stopped and went to meet him. As I walked up, he reached into his pocket and pulled out an envelope. And he handed it to me and he said, my family does this every Christmas. We like to give some money to someone that we see working in ministry and we've been praying about it. And as a family, we decided to give it to you and your family this year. We appreciate your honesty and helpfulness to the congregation. I mean, of course, I said like, I can't take it. I protested, tried to hand it back. Then he encouraged me to accept the blessing. But there was one catch. He said, don't open it until you get into your car. So I said, thanks, begrudgingly grabbed it, walked to my car, and I got in, and as I sat down, I saw the man was like already driving away. So I opened up the envelope to see a check, a check written for the amount of $1,000. I was overwhelmed with emotion. I mean, it was one of the most extravagant gifts I've ever received to this day. Now, what about you? Have you ever received an extravagant gift before? I mean, maybe it could have been money. Maybe somebody gave you a check or, or, or gave you like just cash. Or maybe it was like a crazy expensive gift or maybe it's like a trip. Somebody bought a ticket for you to go somewhere. Or maybe it was someone's time. Or maybe someone has treated you and loved you in an extravagant over the top way. 
Now, whether we realize it or not, we've all been on the receiving end of something extravagant. Because when we look at how God has been generous to us and the world as a whole, we see that generosity at work. And I think a great place for us to see this generosity happening from God is at the start of Jesus' life here on the earth. A lot of people like to call this the Christmas story. So it all starts with Mary, the virgin, becoming pregnant with Jesus via the Holy Spirit. Here's how it is written in the account from the doctor, historian, and apostle of Jesus, Luke. There he writes, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. Then what the angel tells Mary comes true. She becomes pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit and gives birth to a baby that they name Jesus. Some time passes and visitors show up to see the baby Jesus. They were magi or, or like royal astrology advisors. They had seen a star in the sky. They knew that they had to follow. And when they did, they showed up to Jesus. But they didn't show up empty-handed. They showed up with gifts that were fit for a king. One of Jesus' friends and disciples recorded the event like this in Matthew chapter 2. There it is written, The Magi entered the house and saw this child with his mother Mary and bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So there might be a few pieces of info that will transform this Christmas story for you maybe a little bit. For starters, this isn't the night that Jesus was born. The Magi don't get to see Jesus with the shepherds in the manger. First off, they had to make a trip like all the way from Babylon. Then when they got to, to, to the area, they got delayed in the big city. And another clue that this took a little bit of while is that the Greek word that is used here for Jesus is more like a child, not an infant or newborn. The kid was not tiny baby, six pound, four ounce Jesus watching his baby Einstein videos. No, most scholars believe that Jesus is like a year old at this point. No matter how old Jesus was at this point, it doesn't take away from the fact that there was some serious generosity happening on the side of the Magi. They showed up with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. All three of these things had incredible value to the people of their time. And here's why this might be important. Let's keep on reading in Matthew's account. There he writes, After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up! Flee to Egypt with the child and his mother, the angel said. Stay there until I tell you to return, because Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. That night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother, and they stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. I called my son out of Egypt. Herod was furious when he realized that the wise men had outwitted him. He sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem, who were two years old and younger, based on the wise men report of the star's first appearance. 
So here we see God talking to Jesus' stepdad, Joseph, and he gives him clear orders to get out of town. Why? Because the ruler of the area, Herod, wanted to kill Jesus. So they leave and stay in Egypt. And, and this is where things are really interesting. Because a long time before this, the people of Israel, the Jews, were enslaved by the Egyptians. Now, God didn't want his people there, so he unleashed plague after plague after plague on Egypt until God's people were let go. Now, when that happened, the country of Egypt was left in ruins in some ways. So at this point in history, the Egyptians didn't really think too highly of Jewish people. Now, with that, we don't know what kind of work Joseph could have, if anyone would even be willing to work with him at all. And this is the place that Joseph was supposed to take Mary and Jesus. Also, I don't know if anybody's had to wake up in the middle of the night to get up and go somewhere, but that's the worst for so many different reasons. One of them being, you, don't, you always forget something. You, you probably like forget something that you need there at the house. So the family left in the middle of the night, probably without all the things they needed, on their way to a land that probably didn't want them there, that Joseph might not be able to work in. However, God had already come through for them. Remember the night before, the Magi showed up at their place and they brought gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. These extravagant gifts weren't meant to be like Jesus' college fund or a nest egg or anything like that. These extravagant gifts were provision for Joseph and his young family to survive in Egypt until it was time to come back. There wasn't a way for Joseph and his family to like pay God back either, right? It wasn't like Joseph would be able to go to the bank of the Lord once a month and make a deposit. God willingly and lovingly handed over the resources so this family in need would be able to survive. And God did it with no strings attached. Now as Jesus grew, we got a chance to see him give like his father, with no strings attached and extravagantly. We actually see it in the first ever recorded miracle. For this passage, we will take a look at the first-hand account of Jesus' good friend and disciple John. Now, for whatever reason, John always found himself in Jesus when he was doing really cool stuff. And it was no different for Jesus' first recorded miracle. John was right there. The setup for this is that Mary, Jesus, and the disciples were invited to a wedding that was being thrown in their community. They're all hanging out at the wedding feast and disaster strikes. The wine runs out. It's always the worst. And in those times, it would be even worse because a family would have to suffer through the shame of not being able to provide for their family and their guests. So this family would be forever known as the ones that couldn't get through the wedding feast. Which, by the way, this makes me think that this family didn't really have a lot of means. This, the, the family knew exactly how many people were invited and how much wine they were going to need, but they couldn't provided. They weren't able to. So as this is happening, Mary, Jesus' mom, asked Jesus to do something about it. Jesus asked to help out this struggling family with something to provide for the people that are depending on them. So here is how John records this event. Standing nearby Jesus were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants there, fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, he said, Now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, though of course the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he said. 
Then, when everyone has had a lot to drink, he brings out the least expensive wine. But you have kept the best until now. Jesus showed extravagant generosity that day. It's amazing. This family needed some wine to get them through the rest of the wedding festivities. And he gave them as much as 180 gallons. Now, if you do the math, it's approximately 680 liters, which would make a little more than 900 bottles of wine. That is extravagant generosity. But that's not where Jesus' generosity ended. He was extravagant in the quantity he gave and in the quality he gave. Jesus didn't turn water into like a $3 gallon of boxed wine or like some Boone's Farm drinks, right? No, no, no. It was the best wine they had all night. So not only was the wine more than anyone ever could have imagined, it was better than anything that those people had ever had. That still happens to this day. Jesus still answers our prayers with extravagant generosity. You are always provided with everything you need in a way that goes beyond what you have even asked for. And just like Jesus, we are asked to give with extravagant, extravagant generosity to the people around us. Which brings us to our big idea for the day. If there's only one thing that you remember from this message, let it be this. Be like Jesus and give like crazy. Be like Jesus and give like crazy. So what does that mean for us? How do we give like crazy? Well, first off, don't be stingy. Sure, like, don't be stingy with money. Yeah, that's, that's fine. But more importantly, don't be stingy with your time with other people. Don't shortchange your time with the people that you love. Not only that, when you spend that time with them, you know, like actually engage with them during this time. Don't sit on your phone and waste the time that you have with these people. Actually participate in the life that is happening around you right now. The other thing you can do is give like crazy. Give in extravagant ways to someone else. We talk about linking to our community because that means that we're like creating a chain. So we would be linking to someone with extravagant generosity so they would be able to turn and then link to someone else and create this chain, this bond that won't be broken. So then that person will be able to link to someone else with extravagant generosity and so on and so forth. Now, I want to take you back to the story that, that I started at the beginning. You know, My wife and I got that check and we turned it around and used it to fix up the casita in our backyard. You see, every time it rained, water would come in, which isn't an ideal living situation. So we got that fixed up, and now we use that casita to help other people out. Family members and friends have stayed there when they needed a place to get them through to a more permanent home. And we love using it for that. We actually had someone move out of the space, and now it's being used as my office where I get to write and edit all the messages that you are watching right now. There's still a bed in there, though, because my wife and I are ready to give it up whenever someone else needs to receive extravagant generosity. Now, not everyone has a casita to help out other people, and I get that, but there are so many other ways that you can show extravagant generosity to someone else. The first thing you can do is find the places in your life that God has been extravagantly generous with you. And if you can't see it, spend some time with God and have him show you all the great things that you have been given. Then from that exact spot that he shows you, go and be generous with someone else from that same place. It's that easy. Remember, it doesn't have to be money or resources. It could just be time and effort. 
Sometimes that's actually the harder thing to give. You guys, we want to start a movement of extravagant generosity here at Akuo. We want these links to our community to reach out over our families, communities, and our city. Now, for some of you, you've been listening to me go on and on about the generosity of God and Jesus, but for some of you, you've never even talked to him, much less ever gotten anything from him. And if that's you, first off, I'd like to thank you for being a part of this conversation that we're having here today. I appreciate you spending time listening to this, even though you're just a spiritual investigator. Now, if you would like to be more than an investigator, and you would like to receive the full, extravagant generosity of Jesus, then I want to give you an opportunity to do just that. I want to give you an opportunity to be in community with Jesus. Now, to be in community with Jesus, all you have to do is simply have a conversation with him, which we would call a prayer. Then, you just let Jesus know that you believe in him and what he did here on this earth. And that's it. Now, to help you out, I'd like to ask everyone in the Akuo community to pray along with you because here at Akuo, no one ever has to pray alone. There is always a community here for you and there is always a community here to pray with you. So if you want to connect to Jesus today, if you want to receive from him in an extravagantly generous way, just right now go ahead and bow your head and pray something like this along with me. Just say, Jesus, I want to say that I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. Now let's keep our heads bowed and whether you've been a believer in Jesus for the last five seconds or the last five decades and you want him to give to you extravagantly and you want to give to others in the same way, go ahead and pray something like this with me. Jesus, thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for everything you've done for me. Thank you for your unending grace and forgiveness. Jesus, show me all the generosity you have given to me in my life. Jesus, help me fully understand exactly how many blessings you have heaped upon me. Jesus, help me pass that on to the people that are around me. Jesus, help me be able to give extravagantly. Jesus, help me be able to give like crazy. Thank you for everything, Jesus. I love you. And we pray all of these things in your mighty, awesome, holy, loving an extravagantly generous name, Jesus. Amen. All right, guys, now before you go, there are a few things that I'd like to share with you. The first thing I wanna talk about is what we have coming up for Christmas. So first, we, I wanna let you know because we've been getting asked what we're gonna be doing for Christmas this year. Now, what we wanna do is encourage you to be with your family. Now, if you don't have any family around, we wanna encourage you to be with your community here on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and that whole weekend. So with that being said, we will have an online-only Christmas Eve service on Friday, December the 24th. Then on Sunday, December 26th, we won't have any service at all. Nothing streaming, nothing in person. 
What I wanna do is take care of our teams that are serving each and every weekend, give them that Sunday off to be with their families in a very intentional way. Not only that, I wanna encourage you to join someone in your community, maybe at their church. Show how you can be generous with your time and your love by spending some time with them on a Sunday morning. Now we will be back with our normal 8.30 and 10 a.m. streaming services and our 10 a.m. in-person service on January the 2nd. Now the series that we are in right now that we got started today is about showing off your generosity. And here at Akua, one of the ways that you can express that is through the biblical method of generosity called tithing. It's one of the many ways that you can show generosity. Now tithing just means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. Now we know that when you trust God with what you have, there is great blessing. And we want you to experience that when you're able to give like crazy. Now, that might not be a possibility for you right now. Things might be really tough for you and your family, and if things are tough for you right now, please allow us to help you during this time. Because we wanna be linked to you. This is what we're talking about today. We wanna be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs some help, let us know because we would love to be incredibly, extravagantly generous to you guys. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can go send me an email directly at humby.setavetta at akuo.church, and you can also call or text the church at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to tithe here at Akuo Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. Now, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text to tithe option. For that, all you have to do is text AKUO, A-K-O-U-O, in the dollar amount you want to tithe to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our P.O. Box available if you'd like to send your tithe through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your tithe to AKUO at P.O. Box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. All right, guys, that's all that I have for you today. I just want you to know that I love you, we love you so much and that we are praying for you all week long. So please allow me to pray over you one last time before we go our separate ways. So uh, Jesus, as everyone clicks off their browser, turns off their TV and puts away their phone, I ask that you'd be speaking to them and I pray that they would hear you. I pray that they would be able to hear and see how generous you've been to them. I pray that they would be able to see the extravagant generosity that they have been shown time and time again, Lord. And I pray that you would be able to soften hearts and encourage people to give in the same way that you have given to them, with extravagant generosity. And I pray that you would show them the people that they are supposed to give to in this way. Thank you for everything, Jesus. We love you. And we pray all of these things in your holy, holy, precious name. Amen. All right, guys, that's all that we have for you this week. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.